Hello there, and welcome to Let's Get Sexy, the podcast where I use my mouth to narrate an erotic story, and you use your ears to listen to it. That's the deal. That's how it works between you and I. I'm the reader, you're the listener. The story we've been reading so far is Lesbian Slave Island by author Fit and Trim. It's a story I found on literotica.com, which is a well-known repository for erotic stories online. I haven't read this story before. I haven't read this chapter before. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know it's going to be enjoyable. And that's because I've enjoyed the previous chapters leading up to this one to varying degrees. We've made our way so far to chapter 10, subtitle, Helen and Sasa utterly humiliate and discipline me, as if that hasn't been going on already to a very large extent. This chapter is another lesbian sex chapter, rather than a BDSM chapter. I'm referring to the tag, um, the category of story that this has been placed into by the author on the website. It was released more than a year after the previous chapter, chapter 9, and it's a fair bit shorter, just under half the length. And I think possibly as a result of its short length, it has suffered in terms of the response from the audience. Way fewer readers, uh, 23.4 thousand, compared to 35.9 on the previous chapter, and the ratings too have suffered. We had 4.63 last time, and it's 4.27 this time. So that's not going in the right direction. But hopefully this is just a little blip and it's just to do with the length of the story. I can imagine that people are drawn towards slightly longer stories on a website like this. In terms of likes, it's had 20 compared to 26 last time. So another decrease. And there's only one comment on this chapter of the story. So much less engagement, far fewer readers but let's not write this off so far. As I say, I don't know what's going to happen. I haven't read this before, so I'll be experiencing it at the same time you are. Let's do a brief recap of what happened last time. We had our second chapter on the island. We had a playing out of the old dildo fantasy, the dildo on the stool fantasy. She did an awful lot of drooling over her body while she was on that stool. And the girls took some pictures of her, which was kind of a trigger for Lisa, it seemed. And that maybe got her a little bit more uncomfortable than perhaps some of the whipping had. But I think she also endured some whipping as well. A little bit of spanking on the derriere, if I remember correctly. We also had the first humiliating outdoor wee. And she was forced to go in the corner of the patio. Some reminiscing at the close of the chapter about some of the moments that Lisa will cherish the most, Sasa caressing and kissing her buttocks. And then, at the very end, she slid back onto the dildo stool, this time with a butt-plug tail in her anus. And that's where we left things last time. So without any more beating around the bush, if you'll pardon the pun, let's crack on with Chapter 10 of Lesbian Slave Island. Simply being the only one naked makes me feel so alive. 
to be ogled, fondled, bound and displayed. My degree of aliveness was greater than ever in my life. So beyond naked, so owned, bound, displayed, the air on my skin, their eyes on my helplessly exposed nudity, and trickling love juices. I was brought to the table again, but this time to kneel beside Sasser. She grinned as I initiated kissing and licking and sucking her hand. I treasured the feel of her hand on my tongue and lips and in my mouth, and I treasured the feel of the air on my skin all over, knowing that I was the only one naked, and groveling, and kneeling, and bound, and their totally owned slave. Though I wished I could use my hands, I also relished that my elbows and hands were still tightly tied behind me. I was also so displayed and bound and humiliated, in contrast to their clothed dignity, that it drove moisture towards my cunt, my labia wet, dripping occasionally, mind-crazed passion, I was lost in erotic bliss. Sasa began to be slightly aggressive, pushing her fingers deeper into my mouth and smothering my face with my own saliva. I whispered in lust, Please show me that you totally own me. Helen looked through the boxes and found a device they hadn't used on me yet. A ring gag. This was like a ball gag, but the ring keeps my mouth open wide, as if I couldn't already be blushing. I felt another heat wave from my loins and face, erotically humiliated to wear this, and especially humiliated after Helen ordered me to stick my tongue out as far as I could. She French-kissed me, sucking my tongue, and then Helen and Sasa talked about my blushing, and how they loved so much to make me blush. Helen told Sasa that I love erotic humiliation. Even if it's uncomfortable to be embarrassed, it made my loins alive in sexual arousal. Sasa and Helen took turns leading my erotic humiliation and training. They knew I loved the fantasy of being utterly owned and being forced to know it, deeply know it, acknowledge it, admit that I wanted it, and they too were getting more and more off on their ownership of me as their utterly depraved sex object. So they humiliated me more and more and more, and I loved obeying, blushing, getting so wet that I leaked, my sexual moisture making tiny rivers down my thighs. Sasa made me stick my tongue out and tilt my chin up, and she let her saliva drip onto my tongue and into my mouth through the ring that forced my mouth open. So humiliating, so erotic. I blushed again. I felt so owned and so cherished and so erotically alive. Sasa said the whole drooling saliva aspect turned her on to no end. She wiped my chin and smeared our mingled saliva across my face and breasts. As the sun set, we continued into the night, and I was subject to increasing humiliations and tests of loyalty, submission, and obedience. At one point, they took off the mouth ring and ordered me to repeat a hundred times that Helen and Sasser completely and truly owned me as their slave property. I had to look into their eyes, repeating over and over again. This had a massive effect on me, more than I could have imagined. I felt truly owned by them, that I was really giving myself to them in every way. I could not have conceived how deeply moving and psychologically effective it was to repeat these statements while totally naked, displayed, bound tightly, saliva and sweat and juices all over me, far away on this island, their dignified clothed freedom, in contrast to my nude, humiliated, submitted, slave state. At the beginning of the hundred statements, all three of us self-consciously giggled, but towards the end, we each felt the seriousness of it, and the reality of it. And yes, I felt love toward them both. 
I believe they felt love too. Helen told me to demonstrate how I felt after this ritual. I instantly dropped to the floor and licked their feet in the most submissive manner I could. Helen complimented me, and then I was humiliated in the following ways. Made to crawl on knees while elbow-tied, lick and suck dildos, hands and feet, pee into a large bowl and drink some of it, and lick it off the floor after Sasa poured a bit onto the ground. Wear a bell which tinkled whenever I moved. I was labia and clit-leashed and led around, nose-ring-leashed and led around. There was a soft clothespin clasped on my tongue, and I was made to keep it stuck out and let my saliva drool down. Labia weights hung from my labia, stretching them. I was ordered into submissive poses and subservient positions, knees wide with dreamcatcher pulling labia wide apart. More prancing with knees just so high, with a slap of a riding crop when I missed. Then I was made to wear face harnesses, ball gags, hair pulled back and tied to my wrists so that my body arched strenuously. I admit how much I craved this repeating how I was owned as their sex slave and wanted to be that, had begged for this, and eagerly looked forward to erotic training and lust-crazed utter submission. They took photos and a video of me saying they owned me and that I had submitted utterly of my own free will, begging to be shown that they truly owned me with erotic discipline. They took turns whipping me on and off for three hours, with pauses to be given water and to change positions for whipping. They had me pose differently during the whipping, for example, thrusting my derriere or breasts out for whipping. At times when it seemed I had taken as much as I could, they untied me and had me prostrate myself submissively and thank them and submit utterly with various words. At the end of the three hours, I was red and striped all over and writhed on the floor as I repeated how totally and utterly they owned me. I said I would do anything and that I knew fully that they physically and mentally and emotionally really did own me and could make me whimper and grovel in pain and humiliation. My own plan had worked. I felt and looked at them differently from then on. They let me sleep on the bedroom floor, naked of course, but bound more loosely. They did not let me shower. They wanted me to spend the night uncovered, and let the warm tropical air evaporate the sweat, juices and saliva off my exposed skin. I took a while to fall asleep because I was so aroused and excited. When I did fall asleep, I slept very soundly. When I awoke, they let me sip coffee from a cup on the floor and lap water from a bowl, and they hand-fed me fruit. While they were nicely dressed and enjoying a lovely breakfast, they watched me work on the weeds, chained as they watched or occasionally walked over to me to supervise with a whip. Occasionally, I was given more water from their hands or a cup. After they finished breakfast, they both walked over to my dirt and fresh sweat-soaked nudity and Helen ordered me to kneel, knees very wide, hands behind my neck, back arched. This was so arousing to me. I was so owned, so utterly owned, so naked and sweaty and dirty and exposed, while they were so elegantly, though casually, dressed, and I was instantly obeying their very whim, as if I had been a well-trained slave my whole life. Helen wanted to talk about last night and the new reality we had started together to be continued.
Well, that was a short chapter, but quite intense, I thought. Like, a lot happened in not a huge amount of detail, and with no shortage of adjectives. There's an awful lot of uh, saliva play here, which I find a little bit disgusting. Nothing wrong with that if that's what you enjoy, just my own personal sexual preferences. I don't think really permit the sharing of saliva in that way. I mean, fair enough if you're kissing, French kissing, and you share a bit of saliva that way. That seems fine, pretty normal. I'm not sure how I would feel about somebody drooling directly into my mouth. I think I would find that quite... That would probably make me gag. That's pretty disgusting in my book. I'll add as a little disclaimer, because I don't want to shame anybody who has that as a specific kink. You're allowed to like whatever you like, and you're also allowed to feel sorry for me for being so vanilla. Something I've learned about today that I didn't know about before, the existence of a ring gag. A ring gag that can... I mean, I can kind of picture it just from the name of it, like a ring in your mouth that keeps your mouth open. Seems a bit wasted on lesbians, maybe. But there we go. You learn something new every single day. And that's that's what I've learned today about that. Quite a lot of this chapter was uh, in a kind of list format. The section <laughs> made to, I was, and I was made to again. So there were th kind of three little sections there of different things. I felt like Fit and Trim had big ideas for this chapter, but then maybe didn't quite get round to fleshing it out in the way that she'd intended to. Maybe there was something on at this time in her life. If we look at the overview of chapters, the next one is only a month later. Uh, so this is we're in a period now where there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven chapters written in just one year. 2020 was a really productive year for Fit and Trim, possibly related to the pandemic. In lockdown due to COVID-19, there's an awful lot more time to sit and actually type out some of your erotic slave fiction. Get some of those ideas down on paper. Interesting that they are keeping her tied up to sleep. I don't know if that would work for me. I am quite a restless sleeper. I feel like I move around more than the average person when they're trying to get to sleep. I find that unless I am able to get into the comfy position, there's a one or two really comfy positions I can get into to fall asleep. But unless I can get into those, then there's basically no chance of me getting to sleep. Although, to be fair, she had had a pretty exhausting day. So you never know how you'd react if you'd had a day like that, do you? Seemed like we also had the ritual that had been talked about. It wasn't what I expected. I expected the ritual to be very brutal, a lot of whipping. But actually, it was less of a physical initiation ritual, more of a psychological and emotional ritual, repeating that Helen and Sasa completely and truly owned me as their slave property a hundred times while she looked into their eyes. So that's quite intense psychologically, especially as she goes on to say that she was totally naked and displayed and bound and covered in saliva and sweat and juices the whole time. I mean, 
I think, to be honest, any anyone who's ever done any kind of public speaking will know from experience that it's hard enough dressed in your finest smart business attire, let alone having to do that naked and humiliated, covered in various bodily juices. So I think we can all we can all feel some of the power of the psychological effect that must have had on Lisa. But goodness gracious, she's had a real tough time of it, hasn't she? I, I feel all this stuff about the labia weights and the the dream catcher. Uh, I don't know if there's another kind of dream catcher specifically for BDSM that I am not aware of. But when I think of dream catcher, I think of those things you make at summer camp or maybe buy a kind of hippie type store where it's basically a ring with feathers hanging off it and a kind of spider's web of string making a net. And the idea is that the dream catcher hangs in your windows or by your bed and catches the the dreams or the energy of your dream. I wasn't aware that you could use them to pull your labia wide apart. Um, But maybe that's a common thing. Maybe that's a secondary use for them that being a man I've never come across. I'm thinking maybe there's a, a second type of dream catcher, which is called a dream catcher, but is actually something very different for the specific purpose of labia widening rather than dream catching. They're also getting into the slave fantasy in a bit more of a sinister way, I feel, by making her do quite a lot of manual labor in the garden and working out in the fields. And again, another chapter with not really all that much actual sex. It'd be really nice to see them just get into bed together and get down to some traditional sexual activities. I wish there was some way where they could maybe reward her a little bit for having done a good job by showing her a little bit more of a loving sexual interaction. But maybe for Lisa, that's the opposite of what she wants. She really wants to be humiliated and disciplined and treated as a slave and maybe to be treated with respect as a an equal human being for an evening would be not a reward, but a punishment for her. So that's possibly something to consider. Anyway, let's have a look at that comment. <laughs> There's only one comment on this story, and unfortunately it's from an anonymous commenter, which is always a shame. I like it when we get somebody we recognise, like Schlank or Mistress Silver, who we haven't heard from in a while. But anyway, this anonymous commenter says, Great submission. Your lesbian slave is learning well accepting all of her training without complaint, looking forward to her future development. And if you're all looking forward to future development of Lisa and Helen and Sasser's relationship, then tune in for future episodes. You can also find the chapters of this story on literotica.com by searching for Fit and Trim. Uh, That's Fit and Trim with an N. So you can search for them as an author and find all of their stories there under their profile. Please leave some comments or likes. Rate the story five stars if you enjoyed it, or four stars if you didn't quite enjoy it as much as you could have, or three if you thought it was an average story, two if you thought it was maybe a bit of a poor story, and one if you really hated it. I think that's the way ratings work. that's a that's an education for you if you've never come across a rating system before. Uh, if you have, then sorry for mansplaining that to you. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, then please consider subscribing. I know it was a little bit of a shorter one, 
Um, it was a shorter chapter, so that's that's the way it goes. If it's a longer chapter, then it's a longer episode. But if you've enjoyed it, please do consider subscribing to the podcast, liking this episode, and supporting the podcast. With that said, I think there's only one final thing to say, and that is enjoy your week and goodbye. tail in her anus.